This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care. So don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> it's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most Popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. And present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jesse Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. What's happening? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, man. But for real, man, how you doing? Ah, uh, well, you know. You know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I don't know. Yesterday, yesterday struck me in a way, um that I wasn't really ready for. I don't know if you're ever ready for these moments. I don't know, man. I don't know. Not the greatest, obviously, with what's happened over these last couple of days and what we've learned about uh, and the the terrible shooting at Highland Park. I don't know, man. Um, You know, I, I have a respect and appreciation and i mean this in the sincerest most real definition of both those words for guns and what they can do um yeah so the thing that stuck out to me the most um obviously loss of life um you got children 
and old people alike being shot at and shot up. Um, you got doctors on the scene treating people who they were just sharing coffees with and hanging out with and talking to. Um, got a whole bunch of politicians in the crowd too. That's the other thing that stuck out to me as, as the, the witnesses were being interviewed and, you know, CNN and MSNBC and the local news. Um, there's a lot, there's like four or five representatives and state senators and a lot of people in that crowd. Um, It sucks because on one hand, um, people are talking about, you know, on the 4th of July, how can, you know, you can't even go to a parade. And I'm like, why should that day be any different than any other day that we're living in right now? And if there's anything um, that's symbolic about, you know, America's birthday, or America's Independence Day is um, what we've unfortunately as a generation become desensitized to and normalized, which is mass shootings and gun violence. Um, I asked how people were doing on Twitter before I got the full scope of what was going on. I just heard about it and you saw the replies rain down because it had finally come to a lot of people's doorsteps, unfortunately, that that, that didn't think it could happen to them. And um, when I think back to all those times um, in 2015, 2016, when we were watching, you know, unarmed black people pretty much on a weekly basis being gunned down, right? And I'll never forget going on the air and, you know, crying my eyes out about, like, what was going on, how and why it was happening, and how seemingly not not enough people gave a fuck about what was going on. And I said that uh, uh, who who needs to be the perfect victim for people to care, right? Like, I know who I was to some of my listeners, right? I was... And some of, for some of them, the only black interaction they had for the day. And, you know, people needing a perfect victim to care in those moments. And I said, hey, man, this could easily be me, you know? And what happens when it's me? Or what happens when it's somebody who you deem, you know, um, not fit for this type of violence, right? And... That was another one of the things that stuck out to me too, is the the familiar refrain about it being a place where you're not supposed to expect this, and how here, and um, it just it it reeked of all the things like for most of my life, um, seemingly there's been like two diseases that this country doesn't want to admit to and therefore won't get as much help or won't help itself as much as it needs to. And, and one is the way um, people of color are treated, whether you want to term that as 
racism or whatever the case may be, right? And also, um, the gun violence issue that we have that I don't think we respect enough still. Um, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you know, babies. When, when I saw, when I saw babies get murdered, and and people in this country kind of just go, hey, you know, some saying, oh, that was it was a hoax, it was fixed, there were actors, all that type of shit. That's when I, that's when I lost hope. Um, and anybody who knows me knows how I move, knows some of the shit that's been stacked up, and and all I got is hope. That's all I have. That's all I've ever moved with. Sometimes that's all I've ever banked on. And when I saw that happen, and I was in Atlanta at the time, and that happened shortly before I went on the air, and my program director, I'll never forget my program director, was telling people to come pull me off the air because, you know, I was losing it on the air. When I saw that happen, it's kind of like Penn State, the Penn State Joe Paterno situation. You know, people talk about death penalties for, for, for college football programs or for programs, period. And you go back and watch the SMU 30 for 30. It's like once the Penn State thing was able to rock, never again did I think another program or, you know, NCAA entity was going to get the death penalty because of the infractions uh, by the said school. Um, obviously, on a much, much, much larger scale, this is the way I feel now. One, it's too easy for um, people to get killing machines without having training or um, proper background warnings adhered to. Uh, and I know this young man got this firearm legally. Um, that's the other thing, too. Like, how are. How are these seemingly broke young men getting these firearms that take, you know, a decent amount of money to to to, to not only acquire but also to to load up? Right? You need ammo. Um, how is that happening? Right? Like these are some of the questions that I have, and probably they're probably too early to be asked. I know a lot of people are asking questions around it. And you still want to be thoughtful. Of the victims who are grieving. I mean, hell, Kevin Fishbane, a guy who's been on this pod, he was out at that parade with his little guy. It was going to be his little guy's first Fourth of July parade. Um, yeah, man, I, I know. You know, you're supposed to always preach the, you know, got to stay positive and got to stay hopeful. I say at the end of every one of these podcasts, be safe and take care of each other. But uh, until you realize you have a problem, you can't really address it. So now, as I'm looking at this, I'm seeing people mourn, I'm seeing people grieve, and then I'm also seeing the crazy amount of privilege that's taking place as well because when I hear how in Highland Park or this can't happen here or this shouldn't happen here. Where do you think it's happening? Right? Aurora ain't in Chicago. Right? No Illinois University when that thing happened? That's not Chicago. So 
one, you're telling me that it is okay to happen or it should be expected for certain people that gun violence is going to rock your world. Not us, though. Like, it's so many things and so many moments that come into play, come into focus for you. And you get to zoom in for a few days. Of course, here in this this town and this city and the surrounding areas, it's going to be longer than that. But we've been watching this take place on whatever news outlet you choose. It's always happened somewhere else. It's always happening, you know, in, 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 a, in a, a rural area that you've never been to or in a metropolitan city that is too far away for you to even grasp until it knocks on your doorstep on a holiday with your kids outside in wagons and strollers and seeing the, 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 the chairs line up and, fall, and some of them pushed over, seeing uh, uh, kids' toys and strollers still on the street because you still got to comb through the evidence. Those things have now become evidence. Hearing about some of these gunshot wounds, I, I respect the power and the device that is a weapon, is a gun. Because I've been forced to my entire life. First time I ever got a gun pulled on me, I was 13 years old. Out in, uh, <laughs> I was in Belize. Um, a man. And at the time, I, I, if I'd have told my parents this, they would have never sent my ass back. But I, I was out, I was in a party in a field, giant field, hanging out with my cousins, right? There's grown people there. I'm a child. So, you know, you're mixing in where the kids are. Probably. Started dancing close to somebody's lady, and, and, and he took umbrage. <laughs> and he just tapped my chest with it. And I was like, oh, this can happen right here. Shortly before that, um, my uncle, my best friend in the world, was, was shot. The, the day that Reggie Lewis died uh, was the day that my uncle was shot. My uncle, Hyde Park. You know, uh, career academy young man playing football on the football team, right? Doing everything the right way. Standing outside, uh, right around the corner from where my, my, my grandmother helped raise me as well on the south side. It was his time. My high school, freshman year, I'll never forget because I remember the kid because my dad actually tried to help put together a fund for him. There was a shooting at, well, <laughs> there was a gun brought in to <laughs> my high school as a freshman. I knew the kid who brought it in. So whether you think it's for you, should be around you, uh, isn't around you, we've been dealing with this our entire lives, my entire generation. And the generation before that don't know how bad it was, whatever the case may be. But guess what? I'm raising now a five-year-old who's going to have to uh, get involved in his first school shooter drills coming up here in kindergarten. My son was with his mom for Fourth of July. Um, I can't imagine the hoops she had to jump through to tell her that she he wasn't going to go see the fireworks. Right? Because kids get excited for that. That's what they know they're doing. I asked him, did he go see the fireworks? And she said, 
Uh, he said, uh, you know, mommy said it was too cold. It wasn't too cold. America happened. So now, where do we go from here? I have no idea. We can keep on talking the same talk, taking the same inaction. I don't know what the answer is. I truly don't. But to act like we don't have a problem and to act like it shouldn't happen or doesn't happen in certain places, what we've been looking at. What part of the data has shown you that gun violence and mass shootings is only restricted to areas, uh, urban epicenters <laughs> or, or, or quote unquote inner cities? What, what has shown you that? In, in the last week or so, we've had women lose their rights to their own bodies and we've had a few mass shootings. A couple take place on the 4th of July. One in Chicago, one in Philadelphia. I'm sorry, one in Highland Park. That's the other thing, too. That's the other thing, too. One in Highland Park and one in Philadelphia because there have been the, the, the people who work in an evil trade in terms of sacrificing um, good faith conversation in order to bolster an agenda-filled opinion and attaching Highland Park now to Chicago. So, you know what's at play here. Both sides are getting ready to do their work. Both sides are getting ready to do their jousting. And guess what? People still dead. People still are going to die. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not smart enough. And I damn sure ain't an economist because when it all comes down to it, it's about money. These things happen. Gun sales soar. Please believe. So. Until it's harder and Liam Hendricks and, and, and a few other athletes commenting on what's going on in the city, I'll just ask you this. How would you explain this problem? to people who have never been here before. And then I'd ask you to not sound silly trying to explain why it continues. I don't know. I don't know. People who want to go hunting, people who want to go skeet shooting, this ain't that. And we need to stop acting like it's that. People who want to do the what about Chicago shit, this ain't that. We need to stop acting like it's that. Illinois is bordered by states where you can just drive 45 minutes, half an hour, 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 and 10 minutes, get you whatever you want, and then just take a drive back. A lot of the guns that are on the street in Illinois are from North Carolina, from Tennessee, from Wisconsin, from Indiana. For people who live here, they know that. For the people who don't live here, you just keep seeing, damn, Chicago is a war zone, isn't it? So, mind you, this wasn't Chicago. And also, that's part of the reason why I was plastered all over the news as well, because it's not supposed to happen in Highland Park. That's where Michael Jordan has lived. That's where former Bulls players have lived. That's where former Bears have lived. How can it happen there? How can it happen anywhere? 
These things don't happen in developed countries around the world. And when they do, there are things put in place to make sure it doesn't continue to happen. So, after a while, I got to think that, hey, somebody, somebody's playing a different game than us. Because if, if, if money was in these things not happening, they would stop happening. But there's not enough money in it. And for every time somebody votes a certain way against the interests of their um, voters, uh, against the, the interests of whatever contingent they represent, It's up to y'all to keep their feet to the fire. Because in the end, all the thoughts, all the prayers, they just get handed out. They just go get doled out to the next set of families. The next couple, is it? There's, I believe there's two-year-old kids wandering around that got found because both of his parents had been shot at 37 and 35 years old in a parade. So they had to find a baby wandering around looking for his, his parents and take them, take him, I'm sorry, take the child, I don't know if it's him or her, take the child to its grandmother. It was on the 4th of July. So yeah, man, I asked people how they were doing yesterday. Just trying to get the general tone. All of these deaths shouldn't come without the cost of change. But I fear that that's what's going to happen because all I got to look at is the results. If babies getting shot at school ain't enough, and this is the second time now that I can say that with Uvalde, if 4th of July parades aren't sacred or able to be attended without worry or fear or fright, then I hope it's worth it. I hope everybody who who loves their guns and loves this country and loves everything that they think it stands for, I hope you are getting your liberty. I hope you are getting your justice and I hope you are getting your freedom for all. But if you look around, you've got scared old people, got scared young people, you've got women, who, for the first time in generations, don't have the rights that their aunts and their mothers and their grandmothers had over their own bodies. And oh, by the way, you've got young men walking around getting shot 60 times. So, if you want to talk about independence, if you want to talk about celebrations, if you want to talk about the, what, what this country means to you, I'm here to hear it all. But at some point, we're going to have to have the total and honest conversation. Hopefully, it'll be with my generation. Hopefully, it'll be before I die. But if not, I pray that my five-year-old son and the people his age that are coming up now can watch and look and see the mistakes that are being made time after time again. First thing you need to do to remedy any issue is acknowledgement. And until that happens, we're going to keep talking the same shit.
We're going to keep crying the same tears. We're going to keep going outside with the same fear. Yeah. It, it's up to the majority. I'm going to keep it as funky as I need to. It's up to the majority on this one. Every once in a while, it, 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 it knocks on your door. And unfortunately, it knocked on the door of what is a quote-unquote quiet town, somewhat affluent community, right? If it could happen there, and if you look around, like, it, if you're profiling, if, you, if you're looking at the, 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 the makeup of these shooters, we need to stop being so surprised and start talking and acting like this is a reoccurring issue because that's exactly what it is. You get our fucking heads out of the sand, man. It's as simple as that. Th- thinking that this is something other than it is, that's where we go wrong. That's where you have multiple instances where young men or young women who are showing you signs that they should be treated rather than, I don't know, buying a gun for them or taking them to get their permit. Like, as the things roll out here, I mean, if you don't think that that ticking time bombs like this dude are walking around out here and are accessing uh, guns, then... Like I said, we can keep doing this and we will keep doing this until the, t- until the conversation is ready to be had in totality. This is all window dressing. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it until it gets closer and closer to home. And I don't know how much closer you needed to get. This ain't just an Inglewood problem. This ain't just a West Side problem. This ain't just a Chicago problem. Because it hurts the same way. It hurts the same way for those families, too. You just don't get to see and hear those tears. This ain't just a Highland Park problem. This ain't just an Aurora problem. This ain't just a DeKalb problem. This isn't just an Illinois problem. This is an American problem. Simple. And in what is supposed to be the greatest country in the world, you think you got the greatest problem solvers in the world, too. So far, problem keeps continuing. So, not good, Jesse. That's how I'm doing. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. So from uh, one uh, uplifting subject to another, hey, man, I'm going to tell y'all right now, straight up, I'm not going to let the fucking White Sox do this to me all summer. I'm not. I refuse. I refuse. You kidding me? The shit that they have 
put out there on the field the last two games. I'm Tony Gill, Jesse Lopez, Steve Cerruti, God, whoever is my witness. You know, Tony, you've, you've heard me for a little bit. Jesse, so far, you've heard me for a hundred some odd episodes. I don't call for firings, right? I let it, I let it burn. I let it hurt, you know, until I let it get in there. Like, I'm the same dude. Check this out. This is how crazy I am. And, and, you know, my lady always says that she gets the first, you know, the first uh, glance or first listen at the uh, the pod because she's right in the other room and doesn't matter how loud the noisemaker is. She always hears me over the room. She'll probably laugh at this shit. I'm a guy who I will let it be bad for as long as it could possibly be bad. OK, and then I'm like, all right, this is enough. Let me tell you all something. Y'all want to hear some some truly ridiculous shit up until last week i have put air and i know this is dangerous i know people are gonna get after me i have put air in a tire every single day for damn near a year every day you know why because i'm an idiot because i'm an idiot and it seems like those two hours, three hours that, that it would take for me to go get that tire changed and make sure that me and my baby and my family are riding on safe wheels. That's just too much of an inconvenience. Hey, Jay, you, you know the routine every morning. Get up, get showered up, brush your teeth, you, you, you do your hair, I'll meet you downstairs, you get your, you know, you get your face mask, meet you in the car. Oh, before we go get donuts, got to get air in the car. <laughs> Got to get in tired. That is the routine. You know why? Because, hey, man, I can deal with it, right? I, you know, I've had some blessings bestowed upon me. If a if a leaky tire is all that's happening, then life is good. Well, guess what? Guess what? The leaky tire that is the fucking Chicago White Sox ain't going to do this to me for my entire summer, all right? I'm either going to change this tire or I'm going to have to patch this joint up. And guess what? Ain't no patch coming. Because what I've seen in the last two nights from the boards, I can curse on this podcast and I don't want to curse as much as I'm about to curse. What I've seen has been blasphemous to the sensibilities of any White Sox fan. And I don't give a shit if you are the most optimistic of White Sox fans. This ain't it. This is not what they sold us. This is not what we were supposed to expect. And I, for one, ain't going to tolerate none of this shit. Now, of course, I can't do nothing about it. I'm going to watch tomorrow. I'm going to watch the day after that. I'm going to watch for the rest of the season, obviously. And if they turn this thing around, then I will act like episode, what is this, 122, Jess? 122? I will act like episode 122 ever existed. In fact, I will ask Spotify to erase this bitch, if possible, unless it does numbers. If that's the case, then we're going to keep this up forever because, you know, I need to put some things on my resume. But man, I will... What? You mean to tell me the most boneheaded fucking triple play of all time that took place in game one of this series was going to be topped by the listless ass-dragon getting caught how many times are the White Sox going to get either picked off or caught too far off a base 
running into each other. Let me tell you this. Lou Bob, my man Luis Robert, the I don't know what he and and and, and Arias, who already is leading the majors and hitting, right? So there's not a guy you need to help out at all. I don't know what the fuck Luis Robert was doing on his first two at bats against, uh, against Luis, uh, was it uh, Arias for the Minnesota Twins? He gave up on both those balls yesterday. Both of them. This is one of the best center fielders in all of baseball who let two different baseballs short hop at home. That's the other thing. At home. This ain't, these ain't dimensions you ain't aware of, right? So you got that. You got Tim Anderson not running out of drop third strike. Run. Make them do something. You never know what's going to happen. Baseball's weird like that. Make them throw the ball. So again, fundamentals lacking. Baseball IQ lacking. Now we getting a hustle lacking? Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, hey, <laughs> TLR, let, let, let me holler at you, player. <laughs> let, me, let me get a chat with you real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when you roll up to it. Hey, hey, let me, let me, let me, let me holler at you outside real. I don't want to do this in front of everybody, but let me, let me come get a, get a quick rap with you. You good? You know, I, I, if I was, <laughs> hey, oh, you already know, Tony. The yes, that gesture is true. Every game, Pia walks up to me and is like, "Is is anybody talking about this?" I'm like, "We can't say that, babes. We can't. We can't. We we can't. It'd be hearsay. We can't do that to that man." <laughs> but, but every time he is on the screen, it, it, I'm worried. <laughs> you feel me? But I'd be like, "Hey, TLR." Dog, th- listen, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to come in here, you know, with, with your All Lives Matter flag swinging. Like, I, I needed you to, I needed you to be out here checking people, right? Like, you can, you can, you can not be with him, but you got to respect him kind of vibe, right? Like Bobby Cox in Atlanta for a little bit when he, when he benched Andrew Jones famously, like, remember when that was a big thing? Oh, he sat down Andrew Jones because he was, he was lollygagging out there. I'm like, so, so when are we going to sit him down for beating up his old lady? When, when is that going to happen? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Y'all quick to get on like a, a, a 20, 20 year old dude from Curacao. When is the when is the 65 year old manager gonna be taking the task for for you know putting hands on the old lady? Huh? When is that gonna happen? But I digress. TLR, bro. This shit is raggedy. Top to bottom. It happened again tonight. Josh Harrison, you you take a glance at the second baseman before you get your lead. It's a line shot to the second baseman. He gets doubled off the second base. Like, what are we talking about here? And yes, I know the umpire was horrible tonight. The home plate, it, well, fellas, can one of y'all look up whoever the home plate umpire, umpire is for me tonight? Everybody was upset about the strike zone, but guess what? Worked for the Twins. Twins hit five home runs off your ass. Michael Kopech went out there, didn't have his best stuff. That's fine. But you're going to muster two, three runs. And that's the other thing, too. This whole Josh Harrison pitching, like, it's, it's embarrassing now. It's embarrassing now. This man's got two relief appearances this season. You don't pay no goddamn money for, for Josh Harrison to be pitching? Like, come on, man. This, I, I don't care what type of Sox fan you are. Like I said, you can be dyed in the wool, you know, Bridgeport till you die. Right? Like, just, just you love the Sox until your face fall off. 
Shout out to Randy Rosenberg, who had a tough night tonight. But still, didn't, didn't affect the Twins much. They launched your ass five times tonight. So let me get this straight. The team that you came into tonight being five and a half games behind, you go out there and play dead ass all night long. And then a rain delay happens. You come back. It's like, ah, let me finish off the dead ass play. Y'all got A.J. Pollock out there getting upset. He don't get mad at nobody. Like this, this is this is getting really, really because right now the Sox buyers and sellers, right? Because when you start talking like that, you, <laughs> you know this this thing is it ain't it ain't off the rails. But what it's doing is it's stumbling slowly but surely to what you know is eventual, which is this team is going to have to haul ass at the end of the year play supreme baseball to even be in the mix. It's getting, it's getting late early. You're six and a half games behind. You're, you're almost 80 games into the season. Like, damn that whole five trips through the rotation thing being when you realize who you truly are. If you don't know by now, which funhouse mirror do we need to distort the true image of who you are? You know who the Sox are? Sox are an underachieving, talented, poorly managed, um, low IQ, poor fundamental having team. The only reason the Sox average, not average, the only reason the Sox record is what it is, is because of their pitching. And they're just talented enough to scrape a few runs across the plate. But other than that, there's nothing right now that I think the Sox can hang their hat on other than their starting pitching. Lucas Giolito tweaked some things, was getting his ass rocked for a little bit. Dylan Cease, pitcher of the month, shout out to him. Right? Michael Kopech, got no real issues with Michael Kopech. I mean, I think his stuff is A1, had himself a tough outing. Like, I think Michael Kopech's going to be fine. (laughs) Lance Lynn, he's still getting into the swing of things. He's going third game of the series. You're going to mess around and and go 0 for 6 in the first six meetings against the Minnesota Twins this year. You can get swept twice by the team that you're chasing. Like at some point, somebody's got to wake them up. And Tony, (laughs) if it ain't going to be you, it's going to be something that happens to you that's going to wake them up. Like, if I'm Tony La Russa, I just walk in today like, hey, y'all, if y'all don't want me here, uh, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I can go. I can go. I got a, I got a pretty dope bar in, in, in uh, St. Louis. I can go manage that, hang out there, drink some free there. You feel me? I can watch y'all get y'all ass kicked on the package. Like, I got, I, we got the MLB package there. We can go chill there. I don't need to be here for this shit. Like, that, what else can he say? Jason is only... It's only one of two things. Either they don't respect him enough or he doesn't know what he's talking about at this point and they don't respect him. Well, I was about to say the combo platter might, yeah. be, might be what's going on. Like He, he was supposed to fix all the, all the this stuff. Yeah. All the low IQ baseball stuff. Yeah. Better base running team. Right? <laughs> I mean... They, they run into each other in the outfield, and your man, Luis Robert, was, I, I'd say, loafing 
in game one of this series. I mean, I don't know what to say now. If you're not the player's manager and you're the guy who, you know, he got hired because they thought that this was unfuck upable. <laughs> like, there's no way that you were going to mess this thing up. They were going to hit cruise control. Jerry Reinsdorf was going to bring his guy back on that he was upset about firing in the 80s. Everything is good. You know, five, six years of contention. Hopefully you get a World Series out the deal. There it is. Everybody lives happily ever after. But the Sox players had something different in mind. <laughs> it's like, no, no, we're going to be hurt and dumb all year long. <laughs> we're going we to run into outs all year long. We're we going to miss cutoff men all year long. We're going to play uh, low IQ baseball all year long. That's what we're going to do. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you're going up against a guy in Carlos Correa who, you know, when he picked the Twins, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is a thing. Like, one of the best baseball players in all of the game is in your division now. And I guess he told our guy, Gordon Whitmire, G-Dub, uh, that, that that he might have been a cub if they weren't in rebuild mode, huh? That's got to sting. <laughs> it's got to suck. But hey, you know, Rafael Ortega's going crazy right now. So, you know, kind of balances nah. it out. No? No, nah, man. No, no, no. He said he wasn't about to be a, a part of a rebuild, didn't pick the twins. Like, you know, well, I'm going to face with that. Nobody predicted that Buxton was going to be this good. That the twins were gonna figure it out all year, like n- nobody could have predicted that. There's no way he p- could have predicted that. Get out of my face! Nobody but Carlos Correa. Now get back in your lane, not baseball man, <laughs> huh? Kidding me? That guy can scout out a team that's getting ready to take that next step, huh? All he has to do is bring the trash cans. Shit, you're being ALCS. <laughs> you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it. It was low hanging fruit, and I fucking did it. It's okay. It's okay. I can get off a cheating, you know, a, a cheating joke. I can get off an Astros joke. I didn't do that the whole time because, frankly, I didn't care. <laughs> but but now and we have one on the team. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh, somebody's cheating in baseball. You don't say <laughs> what. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'll be allowing these crazy bat flips. <laughs> get out of here, man. <sighs> All right. Take a short time out. Come back with some more sports talk after this. Time for some commercials. Sox Talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the Sox are winners in a thriller. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah, and as an aside, what? We keep handing this down. And, and, and what I mean by this is Sox fandom, okay? My my son is asking me, hey, Daddy, who's our favorite team? And I, like, through gritted teeth, I, I said, oh, the White Sox, man. And, you know, like, oh, stop asking me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know who it is. Like, well, should have been here when they won. <laughs> should have been a lot cooler for you. <laughs> You know, there's not a lot of crazy hair guys on the team. You know, that's how I get my guy in. You know, Kobe White, you know, Joakim Noah, that kind of thing. You know, Jose Abreu and his, you know, his King Tut don't really work with the kid. So, 
you know, I've been handed this. And now I, I got to hand it to my son? Like, you know, he, uh, he loves the sky. He saw ladies playing basketball the other day, and he was like, oh, this is cool, Daddy. I'm like, there you go. There you go. Get that, get that Chicago sky vibe in your life, huh? How fun is that, huh? Right there in the South Loop, you know, right down the street at Wintrust. We can go there, get you in and out for 80 bucks and have a blast. You know, come on, man. That's the other thing, too, man. What what the hell is going on here? I saw them play, I believe, the sun at 11 in the morning the other morning. Like, what, what what's going on? It's like they have a Christmas schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, these are the damn champs. Why are they playing anything at 11 a.m.? Right? Like the Chicago Sky and, and, and Tony brought this up in our in our group chat uh, that I checked shortly before I get on the air. To be honest with you, I, I really, really want to get into the reply game with one Tony Gill because he's always got some shit for you. He Tony's Tony's Thanks, got Jason. content. He's well, got well, information. Talking points, all that. Yeah, all that oh, yeah, he's got, you yeah, just I, go. You just yeah, skim fuck it all that. before yeah, the before yeah. the show. Thanks. I'm like, man, Tony's show is gonna be fire. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Tony's pod. Shout out to Sports and Jason. <laughs> Y'all need to go pick that up. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I read Tony's ideas. You know what it is? I used to be a producer. It's so crazy. I'm about to tell y'all right now. I used to be a producer. And I would put shit in the envelope because we would get a manila envelope and we would put the the uh, guests that we were going to have on it. We would put the giveaways on the front, you know, times, all that good shit. And then inside of it, we would put, like, the content or whatever they might need, right? Box scores, this, that, and the other. I produced with, um, what a guy, Matt Abatacola back in the day. And at some point, we just stopped putting shit inside the folder just to see if they would notice, Right? It's kind of like the was it the Jamarcus Russell uh, film, where uh, Jamarcus Russell got sent uh, home with with all kinds of tapes and DVDs to watch so he can get better as a football player, and they were like after a while like this motherfucker ain't really <laughs> really consuming what we send home with him right so and this is the, allegedly this is the report right this is because it'd be urban legend and next thing you know Jamarcus is going to have a documentary and then I'm going to feel bad about it because I'm oh, too like, late. <laughs> he, he got to play his Tribune piece already. Does he? Yep. Oh shit. I got, well, I'll I, send you it. Well, I, I hope what I'm saying is true though. But they sent him home with tape and after a while they just started sending him home with blank tape and then asking him what he saw the night before. And he would be like, oh yeah, this is what I saw. You know, this is what I like. This is what the cover two beater that we should go with. And, you know, I like it when the, the, the tight end gets to the second level vertical seam. Like, and they're like, this motherfucker is sitting here lying to our faces about the tape that he's not watching, right? We used to do that with our hosts. We'd give them the envelope with nothing in it <laughs> and just put it on their desks and be like, oh, go ahead. Go make a show, you assholes. So I know how Tony feels in this moment. I truly know how he feels. And I do read over your thoughts, Tony. And like I said, I'm like, man, Tony's show is about to be fire. 
Like I can't, sometimes I just want to jump on this joint. I'm sure listeners do too. Sometimes I just want to jump on this joint and be like, Tony, your thoughts. And then put this bitch down. <laughs> and then be like, Jesse, counterpoint. <laughs> and put it down. <laughs> and they'd be like, man, that LA Chicago mashup was brought to you by the full go. <laughs> I'm out here outsourcing this content, huh? Taking the game to another level. I, I mean, the Cubs are, are facing the Dodgers this weekend. There it is. Bang. <laughs> Sounds like a Sunday pod for Tony and my man, Jesse Lopez. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's the full go, So we've talked about it the last couple of podcasts, the Brittany Griner situation. We are now getting more information about it and about her communication with people back here in the States. Uh, she apparently sent a letter to... President Joe Biden saying, quote, I'm terrified that I'll be here forever, unquote. And now you've got not only her coach, but other people around the WNBA speaking out about not just her situation, but if the tables were turned. It's something that we mentioned here. Uh, if this was a star of any other level, uh, but was a male, uh, this might be handled differently. Now you've got also you got people saying stop bringing so much attention to her situation because uh, Vladimir Putin and the and the Russian authorities see this and they're using her as a bargaining chip even more. If you don't think that's already taking place, then you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. A desperate man is doing desperate things, and you don't want a life to be impacted any more so than it already has. And, and you know, what I also saw and have seen that is not surprising, but still troubling is the, um, don't do crimes in other people's countries. If this is not what you want, like for some reason, and I can't wait till Twitter and Facebook are no longer a part of my life, to be honest with you. Um, for some reason we've lost all humanity in the truest sense of the word, like, I don't want to see anybody in jail, right? And I don't, I damn sure don't want to see anybody in jail for CBD oil. <laughs> and I don't care how much of it you are carrying. She's, I, I, as far as I know, she's not in the transportation and selling portion of that business. I believe she's in the consumption portion. And for this thing to have gone on now as long as it's gone on, you're talking about 150 days now, something like that. For this to have gone on as long as it's gone on, it just shows you not only the inequities uh, in men and women's basketball, but between men and women uh, what we consider icons. Because I don't know if y'all know or not, Brittany Griner is an icon in women's basketball. Brittany Griner is, is a legend. Brittany Griner um, has done things that very few women basketball players have done. So when we talk about her, it, you know, and I, and I hate to put it in this context because even if she was a bench warmer, you know, <laughs> an American citizen should not be um, on what we consider enemy territory um, being, being held, no trial. Uh, the evidence is sketchy at best. And right now, that foreign land is at war. This couldn't happen. This wouldn't happen. 
And when it happens to journalists, when it happens to prisoners of war, when it happens to uh, quote-unquote common folk, we're outraged about it as well. And we try to do something about it. Same thing should be happening right now. It's a stain on the reputation of this presidency, this government, whoever is in charge, the longer that she's over there and the longer that any American is detained in a foreign land that we are at odds with. If you want to bring Brittany Griner here and sentence her to however long she needs to be sentenced for breaking other people's rules and laws, fine. But I'm not down for her serving jail time there. I tell you that damn much. It's as simple as that. So for all the people showing their ass on social media about her, her thoughts on the national anthem and the flag, this is the thing that I, I find hilarious. The people who can't wait to hold up the Constitution and can't wait to hold up the ideals of this country also get mad when you exercise some of those very rights that are protected by the Constitution. So you mean to tell me that Brittany Griner can't say, hey, I don't like the way this country is treating people of color? And I don't want to stand for an anthem. I don't want to salute that flag. But oh, by the way, I should have to rot in jail because I'm an American citizen who who feels this way. Like if that's the business you're dealing in, then God bless. <laughs> I, I, I try to find the hope in humanity. And there goes that word again. <laughs> I try to find the hope in humanity in everybody while not being fooled by who you truly are. And that's the thing. I think the relationship that I have with the people I'm around I think I hope that's the relationship you have with the people you are around. And if you're feeling that way, then would you want how you felt about a certain political um, issue or topic? Would you want that to determine how long you are detained in a foreign land? So if the president who is currently sitting in office is a liberal, and you're a conservative, <laughs> you should expect if you commit a crime or you have some minor infraction in another land that we're at odds with, you should be like, you know what? <laughs> didn't vote for that guy. So, or didn't vote for that, that lady. So, you know what? Don't come get me. It's cool, y'all. <laughs> Maybe next four years. Maybe in 2024 when things are a little bit back on my side of things, you know, the way I'm feeling about life. Maybe then I'll ask for your help. No. Jail is hell. I can only imagine what Russian jail is. So the fact that we still have to talk about this and this still is going on. I, I posted all the stuff I could on the 4th of July. Because while everybody is celebrating, everybody's, you know, doing what they have to do, enjoying their freedoms, <laughs> you got one of ours locked up over there. So, yeah. The Free Britney movement is still a thing. It is going to be a thing until she is home. You know, usually when somebody is being, yell, you know, <laughs> we're yelling free somebody, and it's usually somebody who deserved their ass to be in jail. Like, let, 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 let's keep it funky. You know, uh, I've heard a few things, or I've seen a few people say free this, free that. I'm like, didn't didn't he shoot four people? Like, Maybe, maybe he shouldn't be. Maybe he should sit down for a little while. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't be free. Maybe you should not make that t-shirt. You know, <laughs> maybe you should keep that hashtag. No, we, we don't need to free little Ray Ray. No, he, he deserves what he got. He should be there. But the free Britney movement? Yeah. Come on now. What are we talking about? CBD oil? That's what we talking about? 
you gonna go to Russia and be sober? I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go on vacation. Never mind if I go have to be in Russia. Stop playing. So enjoy yourself with whatever mental gymnastics and pretzels y'all tying yourselves in to make sure that you have people on the internet understand that you're not behind anybody who doesn't stand for the flag and damn right an American citizen should uh, should not be afforded due process in a, in a foreign land because of what she feel, felt or how she feels about the, the national anthem. There it is. That sounds like rational reasoning. Yeah. Continue to be that way, man. I'll, I'll be on the other side of things and and hopefully life works out for you. The Full Goal with Jason Goff. That's all the time we have for episode 122 of the Full Go podcast with Jason Goff, brought to you by The Ringer. And of course, Spotify is the gang. Looking forward to Thursday's podcast when we might talk some hockey. That's right. My main man, Evan Moore, hopefully will be able to join us. And we're going to turn out some voicemails for you. I'm coming up with a question. I'm trying not to get people in trouble, but I think this question will. So make sure you are tuned in to the Twitter feed at Jason One Golf. And I'm also going to be hitting you over the head with a Sox Tigers same game parlay. After the Sox are done getting swept by the Minnesota Twins, they'll move on to the Tigers and take out their frustration on day trois. So shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. Look for that same game parlay on Thursday. For our production staff, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti, the active Jesse Lopez, my main man, Tony Gill. I'm Jason Goff, thanking you once again for hanging out with us on this pod, downloading this pod, subscribing to it, rating and reviewing it, sharing it with the people. I truly, truly appreciate you. Guys, I, I don't know how else I can say it, so I'm going to keep on saying it. And in the aftermath of the Highland Park shooting and in the aftermath of women having their rights stripped from them, uh, I'm going to keep imploring y'all to be safe and continue as much as you possibly can to take care of each other because before long, we're going to look around and ain't going to be nobody left. So take care of each other. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to my daddy. It's the full